when you're in the nitty gritty of it, of mastering these different projects and really using them to grow your business, there is a little bit of a lag from when you do the work to when you see the results. So I remember my first year with Plant-Based Beauty, I was doing these projects one month at a time, mastering them. And it probably took eight months before everything started to settle. And I could look back and be like, wow, I get what all that work was for. Hey friend, quick question for you. Are you feeling stuck with how to get your brand to stand out on FAIR? I'm asking you because as a buyer myself, I can tell you that there are just so many brands out there vying for the attention of these buyers, but I know that your brand has something so special and it needs to be seen. I put together a private podcast for you that goes deeper into what buyers are really looking for on the FAIR platform and how you can stand out from the crowd to grow your wholesale business and really land those dream buyers. So If this resonates with you, head to the link in the show notes for instant access. Whether you're already on Etsy or you are considering Etsy, I guarantee you that you're about to have some takeaways and aha moments from this conversation. Welcome to the Buyer Side Chat Podcast, where I take you inside the mindset of a buyer to help you scale your product business profitably. In today's episode, I sat down with Monica Little of Monica Little Coaching, and we talked about Etsy. So here's the thing. In today's economic environment, I don't think you can afford to put all of your eggs in one basket. Your D2C business is equally as important as your wholesale business. And Etsy is no longer just for crafters selling their product on the side. It's a really powerful platform that can literally get you sales on autopilot. You just have to do a little bit of work and crack the code. And that is exactly what Monica Little has done in her own prior beauty business. And she now does for her clients. She helps them really crack that code to scale on Etsy. And that's what we're chatting about today. So join us for our chat. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm really honored and excited today. I have a new friend, Monica Little, here with me, and we're talking all about Etsy. And I told her right before we hit record on this that I don't know a whole lot about Etsy, so I'm really excited to learn along with you today. So if you're not familiar with Monica Little yet, I'm going to let her really introduce herself, but I just want to touch on a couple of the awesome things that she's done. She left her corporate retail job as well. So I'm excited to learn a little bit about that. She built a multi six-figure organic skincare small business. And I had the most amazing sample of one of her masks that I used recently. So I'm really excited to hear about your path with that. So I'm going to let her share that. But she also has created the Etsy Algorithm Secrets and the Product Biz Academy. And she's a podcast host, the Product Biz Podcast. So she really helps to guide other handmade small business owners along the path of turning their passion into a profitable small business, which I love talking about too. So Monica, I'm really happy that you're here. Thank you so much for your time. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Kristen. I'm just so excited to chat here. It's going to be so fun. Me too. We've been chatting on Instagram for a couple months. Then we met in person in Nashville at Ultimate Product Party. So it's fun to like bring it all together and finally have you on. So I'm excited. I'd love for you just to kind of dig into your background and tell everybody about your path to where you're at now. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is, this is a long story. I always kind of caveat with that. So I try to, I try to give the shortened version because there's, it's always fun when you like look back and see everything that has led to where you are now. And you're like, wow, that was kind of crazy. Right. But essentially how this story begins is I was working (laughs) at a corporate full-time job. Um, I was at Expedia for about five years. Um, and I ended up just stumbling across this passion of organic skincare. I was very much into health and wellness. I was very active active in terms of going to the gym, taking care of my mindset, eating really healthy. And then I wanted to just continue to take that to the next level because I felt so good from implementing those things. I'm like, what else can I do just to keep evolving and feeling my absolute best? And as I was just researching those things, one thing that came up over and over is the chemicals in products, the chemicals in household items that you use from things like laundry detergent to dish soap to shampoo to makeup to skincare. Everything can have these awful chemicals that truly can lead to terrible side effects. So how this really landed for me is the more research that I did, the more I read that these chemicals can lead to things like cancer. And then thinking about my mom who battled and survived two separate types of cancer. So when I started to read into this, I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to like throw everything out in my house, start brand new with like clean products that are actually good for you. And for skincare in particular, I started to just make a ton myself. And then I started to just share about it on Instagram and people wanted to buy it. And I was like, oh my God, what's going on? Okay. This is kind of cool. And then I decided to put it up on Etsy and then people started to buy it there too. And I was like, all right, this is a passion. This is a hobby, but this has some legs. This could be a business. So I started to take it more seriously, but then I hit the conundrum of working full time, 40, 50, 60 hours a week while also trying to grow a business. And I was like, this is physically impossible because the more your business grows, the more time and energy and attention it needs from you. So I decided to leave my corporate job to focus fully on plant-based beauty for a year. I was like, let me give it my all. Let me see what happens. And during that year, when I left my corporate job, um, that's when COVID hit. So lots of pivoting, lots of adjusting, (sighs) but such an awesome year of growing plant-based beauty. And along the lines, I also then co-owned three retail stores with a business partner, which then led me to hearing from over a hundred local small businesses what they struggled with. So how this really comes full circle is when I heard what other small business owners were struggling with, for me with plant-based beauty, those things that they said were pretty easy because I went to school for business. I worked in marketing. I worked in customer loyalty. I worked in procurement. So I knew these strategies that actually are so fundamental when running a small business. So as I started to hear what other small business owners were struggling with from owning these retail stores and working directly with them, I was like, oh my gosh, I could help people with this. So then I started to actually transition into coaching and really work on coaching small businesses. Since I grew my small business to multiple six figures, I found it to be relatively straightforward and relatively easy from my skill set. I was like, let me just focus on sharing these skills with other people and other small business owners. So that's kind of where I am now, really focusing on the coaching side and specifically focusing a lot of attention on Etsy and how people can strategically use Etsy. Because for me, it was one of those ride or die components that was in the background the entire time I was running my small business. It wasn't the only component, but it was a big part of it. So now I really like to share that message to get people to grow their business by using those tools that they have at hand like Etsy. 
That's amazing. And that wasn't a long story. I mean, you, (laughs) that was actually really impressive. While you were talking, I was like, oh, dang, I need to rewrite my story or like, you know, make it more succinct. That was, you just packed a lot in. I mean, the amount of ups and downs that were probably sandwiched in between or bookended, you know, in between that story, the ups and downs, the learnings, the the tears, the excitement, like I can just only imagine having a store, leaving your job or multiple stores, leaving your corporate job during COVID and growing your business. Like we've all, we all experienced a lot in 2020 and you experienced an insane, an insane amount. (laughs) So I'm, I like, I'm just so in awe of you. I didn't know before we had met that you had retail stores as well. And I feel like that's, you just have this really amazing background and I can completely connect and resonate with you on the leaning into helping other people side of it. So you no longer have plant-based beauty, correct? Yeah. Yeah. You do good. coaching full time. So I still have Boku and do the coaching. And I, I'm just so passionate about it. I think we both share and we've connected in that passion that we have for helping other product business owners, because there are things in our businesses that come really easy to us and other things that do not. And I think everybody has that. And so when you realize that you have a skill set or and or a passion that you can help other people with, why not lean into that? So I love that you do that. What's something in your plant-based beauty business that you were like, okay, I, I had this down, but this is the thing that was really hard for me. Was there something that you're like, oh, this was not my skill (laughs) set? Ooh, that's such a good question. So that's kind of a hard one for me to answer because I truly, I love problem solving. And I truly Mm -hmm. feel like as a business owner, a small business owner, you have to love problem solving because literally every single day, that is what you do. You're solving a different problem. Something's not working. Cool. How do you fix it? Instagram engagement down. Cool. What do you do about it? Etsy's not bringing in sales. Awesome. How do you fix that? So for me, it's really hard to be like, you know, what did, what did you struggle with? Because I love problem solving. Give me a platform and ask me to learn how to optimize it. Cool. I'll focus on that for like (laughs) a month and just learn it from front to back and become a master at it. And that's truly how I grew plant-based beauty. It would be one project per month at a time. So the first month maybe was Instagram. Let me really get like rocking and rolling on community engagements and, and getting conversations with people. The next month it was Etsy. Let me learn from A to Z how to optimize Etsy to get sales. Then it was fair. Then it was email marketing. Then it was website. Then it was Pinterest. So I truly focused one project at a time. And hundred percent, there were times where I wanted to wear my hair out and be like, oh my gosh, (laughs) why isn't this working? So if I think of one theme of maybe where I did really struggle is when you're in the nitty gritty of it, of mastering these different projects and really using them to grow your business, there is a little bit of a lag from when you do the work to when you see the results. So I remember my first year with Plant-Based Beauty, I was doing these projects one month at a time, mastering them. And it probably took eight months before everything started to settle. And I could look back and be like, wow, I get what all that work was for. So maybe Mm -hmm. the projects in themselves weren't super challenging or anything that really made me, you know, want to steer away, but the patience required 
that was a hard part because it's not instant. You're going to spend all this time mastering a platform and it may take some time to actually get traction. And you're going to do the same with like all of these different components. So the patient side of it was probably the hardest knowing that you have to show up every single day, like it's day one, excited, energized, ready to go, even if the results aren't there. But that is a skill that you can learn. But I mean, so hard to learn that skill because we want things instantly. And when we don't get it instantly, we're like, what the hell is going on? But I think that's the, the biggest hurdle. And if you can overcome that, I mean, game over, right? If that patient's perseverance is there, anything is possible as long as you have that attitude. Yeah, I love that so much. I completely, I completely agree. I think it's good to know where you have strengths and weaknesses. And sometimes, like for me, sometimes it's, okay, I'm going to give myself 30 days or 90 days, depending on what it is to really understand a platform or learn something. And if I'm still not quite getting it, and I know there's opportunity there and it's just not in my wheelhouse, then I'm like, okay, maybe this is something I outsource. Maybe this just really isn't my area of expertise. Or sometimes maybe that's not the right fit for my business. And like learning to give yourself, have the patience, give yourself the time to read the results and be consistent long enough. And if it's not quite working, maybe it's took time to walk away. It's it's having the patience, I think, and also growing as a business owner too, to know like when something you need to walk away and let go of something. Like if you hold on too tight, that could also be so detrimental. So I love the view of problems that you have. Yeah. And I think it's interesting what you said too, because essentially there's two things that we have to be good at. There's the tactical side of things. And then there's kind of like the emotional side of things. When you're mm-hmm. a business owner, it's those two components, hundred percent. So the yes. tactical side of things, hundred percent agree with you. It's like master it yourself or get some help to learn how to master it. Right. And mm-hmm. for me, that part was easy because I love the business stuff, the back end stuff. I love problem solving. I love data. I love all that stuff. But then the, the more emotional side of things like the mindset and how you keep showing up and how you, how you look at problems. Do you get discouraged? Do you go hide when something's not working? What do you do? How do you talk yourself into a better attitude to actually be able to be a leader for yourself and for your business? Even if it's just you, you are that leader and you need to learn how to show up on a daily basis as a leader that you don't get swayed by the external, the sales, the lack of sales or anything. So 100% agree with you in terms of on the tactical side, learn it or get help, outsource, yep. hire a coach, like do something in that way. But also then it's just as important to the emotional, the mindset. I would even say sometimes what I see with small business owners is that's where they struggle more is mm-hmm. the perseverance, the grit, the the patience, to be able to know like, all right, this is a long-term game, right? If you're truly passionate about what you do, then you're in it for the next year or two years and you're going to make it work and just continuing to show up to bring that vision to life. Yeah, I I totally agree. I think even right now too, with the way the economy is and the, the sales patterns are up and down and up and down and down and down and down and then up. And it's so kind of irregular. And I think that that easily plays a toll if you are just starting to feel drained and just like rising up above that and being that leader in your business, I think is hard to do, but the most important thing, you can master all the skills, but if you don't have the mindset in the right place, it is game over for you. (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to switch gears and talk a little bit about Etsy, a lot about Etsy probably. So (laughs) I'd love to hear, you know, how, if Etsy is where you started, how that played a role in your business kind of the whole way throughout as you were growing those other channels. 
Yes. Such a good question. So yes, hundred percent. I started on Etsy and that's really where I started to get traction mostly because I was funneling my Instagram traffic there and Etsy started to see, wow, like when people land on this product listing, they buy it. Let's start to show this. Yeah. Let's start to show this to more people. So I really started my business with Instagram and Etsy. And then I saw Etsy just take off. And then I was like, this is such a great platform for my products to be on. Like, look at all these sales that are coming. Number one, from me directing people there, but then number two, from Etsy, just bringing their people and showing my products to them, which was such a beautiful thing to see. So how I then carried that forward for the rest of the time I was running my business is I had it running in the background for eternity, as long as my business was there. And this is where I think a lot of people potentially make a mistake. So there's two things that some people happen is either they never look at Etsy because they think it's for newbies only. They don't want to even give it a a try. Etsy has too many fees. Etsy is saturated. All those things, right? Or they do do Etsy, but only for the beginning of their business. And as soon as they have their own website, they shut it down. So from my perspective, I knew when I was starting my business that the game with a small business, when you're selling products that are 20 to 50 around that threshold, right? The game is how many people can you get your products in front of? Because they are lower ticket, lower price. It's not like a thousand dollars, right? It's a game of numbers. You have to scale and get in front of more people to truly make however much money you want to make and to make that impact that you want. So from my perspective, when I started to understand that I kept Etsy in the back burner throughout my entire small business and it continued to bring sales to me while I was working on my website, while I was working on fair, while I was working on Pinterest, while I was working on email marketing. And it was such a beautiful way to continue to have passive income coming in. So when I look at my business in total, it grew to multiple six figures, about a hundred thousand of that was strictly from Etsy. So if I decided to shut Etsy down, I don't longer need to be on Etsy. This was just me getting started. I would have missed all those sales, all those orders that came in. So this is really how I teach Etsy now, because as my business became more established in terms of professional photos, branding, labels, it grew even more on Etsy. And this is where I really focus with established small business owners to take them back to Etsy, to create that passive income revenue stream, to leverage Etsy's audience because it is such an untapped opportunity for those established small business owners because of those beliefs that we have that it's only for newbies or I'm too good for that, right? But use those marketplaces at hand every single one of them. And that's how you make that mark in terms of getting in front of as many people as possible. I love that. I mean, I think it's so interesting when you think back on the history of Etsy and just kind of how it started and then what it kind of became. And if you were not super familiar with Etsy, just at a quick glance, it's like, there's so much stuff on there. It's you know, uh, I don't know if it's as edited as it used to be. It's just like a lot of stuff and you don't know what the quality is going to be. But that's where you have, I think, the opportunity as a brand. And I love how you talked about like even established brands getting back on there because it's a platform of people that are going there ready to buy. They are looking for good products. Because I think that that's what the origin of Etsy was. It was like crafted, really well-made, beautiful, unique product. And so that's, I think, how those established brands can shine and really stand out. Are there any tips you have on just like ways to optimize your page just to, you know, if you're new and you're going there, actually back up. If you are an established brand, but new to Etsy, how do you kind of get your page shown if you're not driving a lot of traffic there now? 
Yes. Oh, such a good question. Um, so really what it comes down to being seen on Etsy. So there's a couple, obviously, marketing tactics, right? In terms of the different levers that they have, SEO, titles, tags, and those things. So I'll touch on that. But then I do think one of the other ways to stand out is by being an established small business owner, which is some of the things that you just said of truly when people go on Etsy, they want to buy something unique for a gift for themselves that they can't find elsewhere. So the fact that being a established small business owner, that makes you stand out in in itself, right? But when we talk about more tactically, like how do you actually get seen on Etsy? One of the main components, which I think most people know, is your title, your tags, your keywords that you use. It's pretty much like Google SEO. If you want to show up on Google, you got to have the right words in the right places. Super similar for Etsy. It's basically a search engine, right? So what I advise people to do when you are thinking through, okay, how do I actually want to get seen? How do I make my mark? With your SEO on Etsy, it's all about being super, super, super specific. So specificity is queen. Like It's so important to be specific because a lot of people, when they go on Etsy, they're like, oh my gosh, there's so many candle sellers but I want to be found by any person who's looking for a candle. So let me just title my listing candle, soy wax, um, lead free wick. And if you do that in your title, you are competing against 20,000 other listings, maybe 30,000 other listings that are also candles. So the main way to make your mark is specificity. So in a candle example, one of my clients, she has handmade cement vessels that are blue. She uses a coconut apricot wax. She has wooden wicks. She has dried lavender buds on top. And it's like this coconutty kind of beachy scent. So if you use that in your title and tag, that is how you stand out because the shoppers, when they go on Etsy, they're not looking for any old candle. If they wanted any candle, they would go to Amazon or Bath mm-hmm. and Body Works or wherever. If they're on Etsy, they are looking for something that's going to fit their bedroom, a specific color, a specific scent, a specific type of wax, a specific vibe, because that's literally what they go to Etsy for. So I think a lot of people shy away from being specific because they don't want to, you know, they don't want to not be seen, but actually being specific is what gets you seen. Because when Mm -hmm. you're showing up for the right people who are looking for something particular and unique and you have those keywords on your actual listing, perfect. You're going to show up for them. And that is the goal with Etsy, just to truly show up in that way. So that's like how to get found. Um, That's like a little snippet. But there's a lot of strategies on Etsy too, just in terms of like the marketing lovers, the free shipping, the 20% off star seller. How do you use every single lover that they have to stand out? Because Etsy knows that those lovers work, right? So they're giving you the tools that they verified work. So the combination of specific in your title, your tags, using the marketing levers because Etsy knows they work, which means customers actually are more likely to buy when you're using those. Mm -hmm. Plus being the established small business owner, the photos, the branding, the labels, the premium pricing, that makes you stand out too. And when you Mm -hmm. combine all three of those, perfect. Like game over. That's how you're going to get found and start to get those orders coming through on Etsy. Oh, I love that. I love that. Do you have any resources that the listeners can go to that can kind of walk them through that? Because I feel like you probably have just like a plethora of things that people are like dying to learn about. So do you have anything? (laughs) Yeah. So I actually have a free Etsy training, which dives into this in a little bit more detail. So it's all about how to get your product seen on Etsy. And I go through three steps, appearing in the search results, which which we kind of touched about. Then you have to confirm the customer's expectation and then you have to give them trust. So those three areas, when you've done all three, that's how you get seen. That's how you get added to the cart. And that 
that's how you actually get the purchase from that customer. So that is where I go into a ton more detail on truly what you need to stand out. Um, and that's at monicalittlecoaching.com slash Etsy webinar, which I'll give you the link to if you want to pop okay. that in the show notes. Yes. But yeah, I mean, there's so much awesome work that goes into Etsy. And the really beautiful part of it is everything that you do on Etsy, you can essentially then take this over and use it for your website or use it for Instagram, or use these marketing tools in other capacities. So I love teaching Etsy because when you really look at it, you're learning marketing and you're learning how to optimize a selling platform, right? And that yeah. is interchangeable across across Everything. the board. Yes. Yeah, you can even apply that over to wholesale. I mean, all of yeah. these things, it's not, it's not like this revolutionary thing. Like once you figure out core marketing tactics that work on one platform, why not test it somewhere else? And there are probably nuances to the other platform, but you know, if like you were saying, Etsy gives you star seller and free shipping and things like that, why not try that on your own website? And if it doesn't work there, then okay. But you you know that Etsy has millions of data points telling them that these mm -hmm. things work and telling you that these things work. So use what's in front of you. So I'm actually curious... So do you, what are your thoughts on this? Actually, let me rephrase it. What are your thoughts on once you're capturing these customers on Etsy? Obviously there are fees associated with that. So I know a lot of people are resistant to that, particularly I think if they're already established brands, why would they want to give up margin, right? But that's a whole other customer base. So we could go into the reasons why. But once you start you know, gaining traction on Etsy, you're getting customers and new customers and new eyeballs on your business. Do you think it's important to try and convert them into direct customers on your own website? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, such a good question. 100%. I think that is one of the most important things that we can do. And there's a couple ways to do it. So number one, Etsy has this tool integration with Aweber. And this is a great way that if you use Shopify, this Aweber integration essentially will email any of your Etsy customers. And it looks like it's an Etsy email, very branded by Etsy mm -hmm. saying, Hey, do you want to be added to this shop's email list? So if that customer says yes, boom, now you have them on your Shopify email. So you can awesome. send them emails, you can reach out to them. I think 100% the name of the game is how do we get these people to be in your world directly? So I love to look at Etsy as an acquisition tool. Let's pay those fees to get exposed to more people and then let's bring them into our world. So Aweber is a great way to do that. And then there's more kind of scrappy ways, I think, in terms of just how is your packaging experience when people get the product? Do you have your mm -hmm. Instagram and website blasted on your label, on your thank you card, on every single component? Because then when people really have that awesome unboxing experience, they're going to want to follow you on Instagram. They're going to want to see what else you have. They're going to want to stay in touch. And of course, when they fall in love with your product, that's just another added bonus for them to go and actually see what else you have to offer. So the name of the game, 100% is use Etsy as an acquisition tool. Use these tactics to get them to your Instagram and website so then you can continue to nourish them. The only thing I will say is on Etsy, that is a little bit more challenging than potentially some other ways because people do have such a brand recognition with Etsy. So sometimes you find an Etsy customer that will just stay an Etsy customer and will always buy from you on Etsy. But there is a good portion that will come over to your website and Instagram. And then when you start connecting to them in that way, 
building that relationship. These Etsy customers are loyal customers. I've had so many Etsy customers when I was running plant-based beauty that would DM me, tell me much how much they love it and just be like the biggest awesome. fans because they want to support small businesses too. So you're in front of the right group of people who are just diehard fans for small businesses. So yes, name of the game is let's get them onto your email list, onto your Instagram. Um, and there's some awesome ways to be able to do that too. I love that. I'm curious too, like, as you were just saying this, I was wondering, um, would you do anything where you'd, you'd recommend putting some exclusives onto your own website? So that would encourage them to shop only on your site? Or do you think you should have your full offer on all channels for everybody to buy everywhere? Yeah, good question. So I like to have the full offer on all channels. The only time I would not recommend that is if someone has like 200 SKUs. Okay, let's put your best sellers on Etsy because there's a little bit of work yeah. just to get that up and rolling, right? <laughs> but I think what you can do, I mean, there's, there's unique ways to get people to your website. So that could be one. Sure, maybe there's like exclusive items on your website. What I would probably recommend for people to do is maybe in that marketing card or insert, have a coupon code that only can be used on your website. So then you yeah. can still get exposure to all of your products across both platforms. You're not limiting your potential in that way, but you're giving people an incentive to go to your website. So just some sort of carrot, some sort of extra plug. And I find that coupon usually works and is a little bit um, just easier to maintain. But yeah, 100%. Give them something to make that transition a little bit easier. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think it's so important to have an omni-channel you know, exposure experience for your customers so that no matter where they're at, they can see the full thing. And, you know, there are some, maybe if you have a really high price point item, you reserve that for your site. But I do think it's important to have your best sellers represented everywhere. And if you have over 200 SKUs, maybe you have some other work to do in general with right. uh, yep. <laughs> pulling back your offer. Yes, <laughs> we'll save that another, for another day. Yes, yes. Agreed. <laughs> we'll that's like my biggest day. thing. Yeah. Agreed. So I'm just curious, is there anything else that you feel like from... I don't know, from an Etsy in the future. Like what do you what do you foresee happening with this platform? I'm just curious if there's anything like with AI that you think will creep into I mean it's already there, right? That's, I'm yes. sure it's already there. But are there any things that you see coming down the pipeline for how yeah. that platform may evolve? I know this yes. is maybe throwing you off a little bit. <laughs> oh my gosh, a little bit. So I'm not I'm not an a AI expert, so I won't dive into no, that. Me neither. Um, me neither. Yeah, that's that's where I need some help because I haven't even used it yet. But what I think is gonna happen, what I truly think is gonna happen is Etsy is going to evolve to be more for the established premium products. I hundred percent mm. see that happening because I think when Etsy did start, it was a lot of crafters and hobbyists and people maybe selling skincare with like a handwritten label, aka me, how I started, right? <laughs> but I think now when people go on Etsy, they are looking for those premium products they can't find elsewhere. And I truly think the people who are maybe hobbyists or crafters kind of trying to make a quick buck, I think those people are going to start to have a pretty challenging time because these established small business owners are going to be there. And that's what customers truly are looking for. I think there's a big push to quality over cheap price, right? For people mm -hmm. who want to have things that are going to last. And when they buy from small businesses, they want to know that they're getting a high quality item because there are some small businesses that are trying to make a quick buck. There is that potential bad rap that some that, that we have as small business owners because unfortunately some people do that. So I think the more established you are, the better it's going to be for you on Etsy. So one example, I have a client who sells beautiful gemstone necklaces, authentic gemstones like amethyst and moonstone and all these beautiful gems. 
hand knotted on a silk thread and they're priced between 300 to about $440. And she's already sold 17 of them on Etsy. So not like a hundred or a thousand, but 17 when you do the math, yeah. that is a big chunk of change right there. And truly mm-hmm. that's where I see Etsy evolving to be the place to buy unique, well-crafted premium products from small businesses, which is why I'm just telling established small business owners, get your stuff on there now. Because if that's how things are shifting, the sooner you're on there, the sooner you get optimized, the sooner you start to really leverage that audience. And you're going to be ahead of everyone else a year from now. That's like scrambling again. <laughs> like, let me get on there. Right. So yeah. that's what I see. And that's, I think that's cool. super exciting. It's like a super yeah. great place to be. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I'm, I'm excited about that. Cause I think that that's just what in general, I think there is such a shift back to quality less is more. I think you know, as a society, we're realizing what we've done to our planet. I'm not going to go into like the political conversation on that, but just having really high quality products, supporting small businesses that are trustworthy and reliable. So things like your photography and testimonials and all of that are so important to really nail. And even if you are really new in your business, get some good photography because you don't have to have thousands of orders under your belt to be an established small business. You could just have a really amazing product and it's your first year in business, but you've taken the steps to have proper branding, have really good photography, get a few testimonials on there so that you show up as a reputable business. And I think that I love that that's what you're seeing Etsy going. I think that's what's going to happen with Google. I think there's just a lot of change that's about to happen in the next... I mean, it's already happening, but the next couple of years specifically with e-commerce. And so the more Mm -hmm. you can show up on a platform like Etsy, I think it's worth exploring. So I'm definitely going to put that link of yours in the show notes for your training because I I don't think that my business would make sense on Etsy because I'm selling other people's products, but I kind of wish I made a product so I could test it out and like master the platform. Um, But please tell me where can everybody find you just in general so they can soak up all of your amazing content because you put such great content out there. So please share. Thank you. Oh my gosh, of course. So I'm mostly on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Monica Little Coaching and I am an open book. If you want to DM me about Etsy, questions, struggles, concern, aha moments, any of that stuff, please feel free to send me a message. I am on there pretty frequently. And then the second place that I hang out is on my podcast, the Product Biz Podcast, which Kristen is going to be a guest on. So if you want to hear her interview on there or catch any other insights in terms of growing on Etsy or just other business strategy in terms of tactical, but also mindset stuff, that's what I focus on on the Product Biz Podcast. So that's mostly where I hang out. And then that free Etsy training that I mentioned as well at monicalittlecoaching.com slash Etsy webinar. That will get you ramped and rolling and give you some good insights. And that is, that's where you can find me at most times of all days. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We love to have boundaries, but we don't always have boundaries. So (laughs) thank you so much. I appreciate your time. This was so insightful. So I'm really grateful for you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks so much for spending some time with me today. If you are loving the show, I would be so beyond grateful if you would rate and review the podcast and share it with one of your biz besties to help spread the word. I hope that you absolutely crush your sales this week. I'll be back to chat with you next Monday.